Welcome to Humus and Tech, the first podcast by Olim and for Olim interested in the Israeli high-tech industry. This is Magali and Kevin, and we're here today with the amazing Sanning Margot. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, it's as you know, we're recording from Google for Startup Campus, Google's home for startups. Campus offers startups the opportunity to gain access to Google products, connections, and best practices, as well as programming and events for startups. We are now in the Creator Studios, a state-of-the-art video and podcast room available to startups for free. For more information on all things Campus, check out their website at www.campus.co slash Tel Aviv. Yes! Well, we're very happy to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. There's only one thing we didn't uh, tell you before, Uh-oh. and it's that the introduction is in English, but the actual podcast is going to be in Spanish. Ah, bueno, hola, hola. Surprise. Todo bien. Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, we'd love to know more about yourself. Sure. Uh, my name is Margot Tuito, and I am 30 years young. I was born in <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska, and I grew up in Denver, Colorado. I made Aliyah in 2011, and I've been loving my life here ever since. Yeah, what's not to love here? Oh, man. I know, right? What is your favorite thing about Tel Aviv? Can I be honest? Yes. The men here are really attractive. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it definitely. I mean, a lot yeah. of eye candy. Yeah, there is a lot. The weather, there is the a food. lot to watch. There's a lot to see. There's yeah. lots to explore. It's good definitely. times. Yeah, Especially good times. Good times summer. to be like... You know, yeah. Yeah. in your 30s in Israel. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so in addition to this passion for Tel Aviv, let's hear more about your working experience since you came here to Israel. Sure. So I came to Israel for the first time uh, on birthright in 2010. And then I came back on a Masa program. I did a five-month internship program with Destination Israel. And that was a great opportunity. I worked for a really cool company called Briola. And that was my first exposure to the high-tech industry. I was um, an intern there for five months. And then after that, after my program finished, I came back. I really missed Israel. And I've had a couple different jobs. My first job in the tech industry was pretty much with um, an ad tech company where I was a copywriter. And then when it all started to really progress for me when I was hired by Playbuzz in 2015. Well, that's a great company. What did you do there? I started off in 2014, if my math is correct, maybe 15, I don't remember, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> as a content writer. We were writing tons of really cool viral content, quizzes, polls, listicles. If you ever took, you know, one of those quizzes on Facebook of back course. in the day, there's a good They're chance amazing. I probably wrote yes. it. I don't know which uh, Disney princess you guys were, but... Yeah. yeah. And then in 2015, they invited me to relocate to New York and yeah. I was heading up the publisher content strategy with our premium publishers over in the States. Wow, that's amazing. What was your daily task like? So it was really cool. We got a chance to work with some of the top brands and, you know, publications and publishers in the world. Um, and a lot of it was just figuring out how those publishers would be able to use the Playbuzz creation platform to make engaging content for their audiences. 
Um, so it varied from day to day. There was a lot of travel um, and we got to work with really cool companies like Disney and MTV. And it was it was oh, really cool. 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 That's yeah. so cool. Let's talk about the differences between New York and Tel Aviv. Uh, which one do you enjoy the most? <laughs> Let's talk about it. Uh, Tel Aviv is the love of my life. You know, they say when you know, you know. So um, <laughs> distance definitely made the heart grow fonder in that case. So that time I spent away from Tel Aviv really made me fall even more madly in love with, with the city. You know, before I moved to New York, I never really had a professional career in the United States. So I had sort of this reverse culture shock experience. <laughs> and Tell me about it. It was funny. I, you know, I would go to, New, you know, in New York and people were a lot more formal. And, you know, I was coming from this Israeli startup environment where, you know, people are really, what you see is what you get. And they're really straightforward. And, um, So I, I kind of had to adjust to that level of formality. Wait, you're telling me they don't go to the office in flip-flops? <laughs> <laughs> not during a New York City winter and uh, not, not during summer for that matter either. <laughs> Definitely not. Because you basically like you were working in mm -hmm. Israel, you moved to New York and now you're back here. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, when I was asked by Playbuzz to relocate to New York, I knew it was an opportunity that if I didn't, go, I would always wonder what if. And I'm not the type of person that likes to think about what ifs. So, you know, at the time I went and it was, you know, like I mentioned before, it was a reverse culture shock experience. New York is a really, it's a huge place and the weather's different and the people are different. And um, so it was a really, it was probably the two most challenging years of my life in terms of you know, it's, it was lonely and cold and <laughs> there were rats and, uh, you know, all that. But for, in terms of personal development, it was a really great experience. Um, but after a while, you know, because I worked for an international company that was based in Tel Aviv, I did have the excellent opportunity to come back. And so two years later, you know, I was pretty homesick for Tel Aviv and the beach and the Mediterranean and hummus, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, tech. Um, and tech, all the tech. <laughs> and so, yeah, after two years, uh, I relocated back to our Tel Aviv office. That's so cool. So how did you manage to get that job in Playbus? It's funny, actually, my two best friends were nannying for the CEO, <laughs> Shaul Olmert at the time. And they knew that he was creating this new company. And they were like, Margot, this would be perfect for you. You have to apply. You'd be really good at this. It's right up your alley. And so, um, you know, my best friend sent my resume in to the head of content. Hey, Shachar, what's up? I hope you're listening. And um, I emailed her and didn't hear back for like a, for about a month until wow. the position became relevant nice. again. It's, yeah, it's a common thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I sort of forgot about it and then um, the rest was history. What about your current role? Where are you working now? Yeah, my current role is a marketing writer at Wix.com. Mm. That's an amazing company. Yeah, shout out Wix. Yeah. <laughs> and how did you land your job there? I landed my job there through utilizing my network. A really good friend of mine, her husband works there, and he recommended me for the writing role. He knows me pretty well and um, put in a good word and got my resume in. And then I received a writing task, which I had, um, you know, a deadline to produce and turn back in. And then there was lots of lots more interview process after that, too. I think there's a really big takeaway here about being proactive and engaging your network to get these kind of jobs. Yeah, it's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. Even if you don't know the people. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just have to be a little bold and ask 
people get out of your comfort zone a little bit. And if you don't ask, the answer is always no. So like, why not? Definitely. You know? Actually, it happened to me uh, last week. I was in Culialma. I was uh, nice. chatting with, with a few uh, people, with a, with a guy, and he told me, Um, he was working in, in a company near my office and I told him, oh, I work uh, close to you. And he tells me, oh, I want to work there. Can I send you my resume? Yeah, of course. So you need to like get out of your comfort zone and engage everyone uh, that you can. Absolutely. Yeah. Whether you're on LinkedIn or whether you're at Kulialma. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, yeah. For sure. I mean, I think um, it's a bit... A lot of times people tend, when they're applying for other jobs, they tend to get lazy at what they're doing in their current work, especially if they're unhappy. I mm -hmm. think just that's a really good time to continue to push yourself and to and to keep your stride going at whatever you're doing. Um, and if you're unemployed, you know, I would say just, just keep at it, keep applying. It's kind of like dating, you know? <laughs> like you shouldn't keep all your eggs in one basket, um, you know, especially until you get a yes. So I think uh, kind of treat it like dating, you know. It's okay, and not that applying for another. It's like, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of lot of similarities there. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Well, next episode we're going <laughs> to yeah, do a maybe. little parallelism yeah. on mm -hmm. on tindering and you know job <laughs> oh, yeah. hunting. I'm definitely going to tune into that. <laughs> <laughs> so, since you work in marketing, from your experience and your expertise, how can we leverage the power of marketing? to get a job, even if you don't work in marketing? That's a really good question. I think if you want to leverage the power of marketing, it all starts with marketing yourself and telling a really impactful story, knowing your voice, knowing who you are, knowing what your strengths are and playing that up and really marketing yourself uh, as, as the brand. And um, I think that that's really where you should start. And how was it for you to like go into an interview for such an amazing company like Wix? I'm sure like there's a lot of people wanting a job in that position. Yeah, for sure. It's intimidating and it's an experience unlike any other. And it was a challenge, but I rose to the occasion and I remember being up to like three in the morning working on the assignment and just really pushing myself. It was, it was, uh, it was, it really It really made me feel great about myself when I landed the job. In right, the end. it's really rewarding. I'm sure. Really rewarding when you when you get that final approval that you you know you landed the job and you get the offer. There's wow. and did you know about the company? Did you use their product before? Like, what would you suggest to people that are applying to a company that mm. they have no idea what their what the company is about? Definitely, definitely know the platform. Know whether it's a platform or a product or whatever it is. Uh, you think you know, but you have no idea. So, you know, this should go without saying, but, you know, research, research, research. Just don't go in there knowing, you know, their tagline, um, but really understand their story, too, so that you can connect with it, too, because, you know, it's just as important for you to know if you want to work somewhere as well as they want to hire you. So absolutely. Yeah. And what would you like recommend to someone that is looking into like entering the whole marketing writing experience or, or the scene? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I never thought that I would be, you know, my job title be writer. I always liked being creative. So I think that if somebody's interested in pursuing writing, um, especially in the tech industry, just, you know, follow your creativity. If you have a creative idea or if you are inclined create creatively in any kind of way, especially in Israel, I don't really think that you have to be an expert in writing. And it's not like you have to have, you know, um, all these fancy degrees in writing, you just need to hone your craft, find your voice and 
Um, I think that's the first the first kind of step. Don't how, get, would you, how would you define like Wig's voice? Like what is the thing that makes it unique, at least from your point of view? It's it's really a friendly tone, you know, like when we're when we're describing our products and when we're speaking to our Wix users, you know, we value them a lot and we talk to them as if we were talking right now on this podcast. You know, we don't want it to seem too uh, pretentious or, you know, talk down to our users in any way, just, you know, kind of keep the tone friendly and, and really learn. Yeah, I think voice. it sticks in your head. I still remember like the, the ad from in Argentina weeks. Quieres una página web? Hazla yeah. tu mismo. Yeah, there you it's, go. Yeah. Talking about your day to day, what's like actually your day to day and what's your morning routine? My morning routine. So I like to wake up really early because it takes me a long time to wake up. So um, I like to work out in the mornings. I get up at like six usually. <sighs> That's early. It's early. I know. I'm kind of crazy. Can, can you still consider yourself... Uh, that you work in high tech if you wake up at 6 a.m.? Well, I think if I come to work at like 10, then definitely. Yeah. Then that's okay. That's okay. She got the stamp. She got the approval. Yeah. 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 People are like, what do you do in those four hours in the morning? I'm like, well, I get up and I work out and I meditate and, and all that stuff. You know, not every morning. Sometimes I hit snooze a lot, um, especially if there's been a late night at the Kuliyama, for yeah. example. <laughs> well, this is Tel Aviv. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you can't always, you know... Wake up so rigid. Six. Yeah, mm -hmm. of course not. But um, yeah, I love to go to the beach in the morning and work out. And then it really gives me a lot of energy. When I get to work, I'm in a much better mood. What do you think that makes Israel such a hub for, for startups and, and for companies that can become so huge as, as will definitely Wix? I would say one word, chutzpah. I think that there's such, there's such an innovative mindset here in Israel. And I think it's a lot of different factors play into it. And I think in Israel, you know, sometimes your only choice is to, is to thrive and to survive. There's no other option. And that's kind of what contributes to the success of Israeli entrepreneurial. And I think that that's a really unique, uh, factor yeah it's very characteristic from here do you think like the weather and the fact that Tel Aviv is such a small city because it is a small mm -hmm. city I mean coming from big cities like definitely New York or like yeah. Buenos Aires for us it's, it's such it seems like a neighborhood right like do you think it has an impact on like how people relate to each other the fact that it's so small and the sun is always out there Yeah, the sun being out all the time definitely makes it hard to stay indoors. <laughs> so why not go to a coffee shop and come up with the most innovative idea in the world that'll sell for a billion dollars someday? Um, but yeah, and I think people knowing each other and utilizing their network and people really want to help out here um, and having connections um, really, really helps as well. Yeah, I think we also need to have a shout out here. Uh, immigration, I think, also plays a key role for sure. in the success of the, all these companies. Yes, go Olim, <laughs> for sure. It's not easy to be to be uh, an Ole Chadash or an Ola Chadasha here in Israel, but yeah, we definitely sort of bring a unique perspective. That's, that's a good point. What was your biggest challenge for you as an Ola? Wow. Uh, I think being away from family obviously is, is an obvious one. And I think navigating things in, on your own, sometimes you just have no choice but to deal with what you have to deal with here. And um, I think just thriving here means really not giving up. It's, it's, it's about being re really, really resilient and finding strength in times when it's, when it's really tough. And you've been here for such a long time. Did you find some sort of like a remedy for that? 
Uh, I mean, did you find a solution to those problems? I mean, you're still here, so you're yeah. definitely. I mean, yeah. you're definitely able to survive that. Yeah. What were the keys to the success of you staying here? I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. No, <laughs> <laughs> that might be it. Um, you know, I have friends here who are really like family, and there's there's no one else like Israelis in the world. And, you know, that Sabra analogy is so true. They might be a little prickly at first, but on the inside, they're soft and sweet. And I just have found that people here become like your family immediately. And that's the key to survival. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's the people that you surround yourself with. So there's hope. Even though you might miss your family, you can definitely find your family here. Oh, there's nothing but hope. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, so what would be your the main thing you would say to people considering making Aliyah or like the newly, like people who recently came here? Mm-hmm. What would be your main advice, uh, advice yeah. for them? Yeah, Don't give up on your dreams. And remember that it's sometimes it's hard to be different here. You feel like no matter what you do, you're never going to really, you're always going to be an outsider. But that's what makes you unique. And that it's especially when you're trying to land a job. The fact that you're not from here actually makes you more appealing. So just be yourself and be authentic and come here. Life's too short. Spend it in Israel. <laughs> I mean, yalla, let's go. Yeah. Like, anyone who's not here, you guys are missing out. <laughs> and well, as you know already, we have the Hebrew word of the of the day, basically. And, mm-hmm. and we're really looking forward to hearing what Margot chose for, for today's podcast. The word I chose is tachlis. And in case you don't know what that means, I know you guys know what that means. It's pretty much just the bottom line. And, you know... Can you can you put it in a phrase for me? Hmm. A full... So, like, today was supposed to be rainy, but then it turned tachlis. It turned out it was hot. You know, like, tachlis, you know, just the bottom line of it. It's hard to translate directly to English. It's, it's one true, of those words right? that doesn't really have, like, a direct... That's why it's a great word, you yeah. know, for, like, non-Hebrew speakers to know, right? Yeah, but if, if you know, you're trying to get to the bottom line, it's sort of the yada, 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 tachlis, boom, this is yeah, the bottom line. Yeah, it's also, line. like, kind of saying, don't bullshit me, go straight to the point. Tachlis, yeah, yeah. What, are you, what are you getting from uh. me? Because that's how Israelis work. Are you going to hire me or not? Yeah, tachlis, tachlis yeah. you're going to hire me? <laughs> What's the deal? <laughs> yeah, we're going on a second date or not? Uh, exactly. <laughs> tachlis. Uh, tachlis. We need to go. (laughs) And uh, it was a pleasure being with you both. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, Thank you so much for for joining us uh, in this episode. Uh, Please stay tuned for the next one. Subscribe to our channel. You can find us in Spotify, in Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and clearly on our personal website, www.humusandtech.com. So please join us for next time. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you.